So hi, welcome to Good Nights Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... And, and I'm Jacob with Asa Hearts and Alpha Red. And we're going to ask him some questions today about his new album, Frozen in Time. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Uh, the response has been good. I don't want to say shockingly good. I don't think I had like doubts. It's just like, it's weird that it's out there, you know? It's mm-hmm. weird that people have opinions. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hopefully like all positive opinions yeah it's just shocked that people have opinions at all it's just this mm-hmm. has been my project for the past year and it's just weird that it's out there now yeah yeah that's awesome that's everybody right? else's project because that's how that's how the shit yeah. works exactly <laughs> uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title frozen in time and the cover art uh the cover art is just kind of it just looks pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough i'll be yeah. honest yeah i just wanted something i just I, we worked with an artist named Caitlin Sweet. She is incredibly talented. And I just kind of pitched some ideas. I mainly was just like, I, I wanted like a kingdom of ice. And she took her own wild interpretation with it. It's very different than what I anticipated. Because mm-hmm. she gave me like five different drafts. And I was like, each goes in such a different direction. But I was just so fascinated with all of it. But um, yeah, I mean, the album is, is, a, is a heartbreak. It's about breakup. And it's about uh, clinging on to like those moments that you had, the good moments. And it's just like, what could we do to be frozen in time in that moment to make everything work? And that's kind of what the whole album stems from. All right. Very cool. Right. Um, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Yeah. Um, the, the process for this, I, I work one of two ways. I either write the entire song in a night or over the course of three months because that's how it's done. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a majority of this album was just, it started as one riff or one idea. Um, some of them were sparked by certain events, but a lot of it was just like, how am I feeling today? Or I'm, I'd am i be driving on the highway, a little melody comes in my head, I'm in the shower, a melody comes to my head, and then I'm like, I want to work on that later. Mm-hmm. So this whole album was more or less just written by myself alone um so it's uh the whole process is pretty underwhelming honestly i just started (laughs) with a little melody and fleshed it out in probably a night for most of them fair enough okay that's fair Uh, so i want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this record and the meaning behind it oh that's a okay let me think of the the sea of of lyrics on (laughs) there (laughs) um Hmm. <laughs> okay, I didn't come prepared. This is the first time I've been asked that one for like <laughs> okay, a specific right. lyric. Uh, I think um I don't know if this is necessarily my favorite lyric, but mm-hmm. this is the one that always hits me the hardest when I sing it, when I play it, when I listen to it. It's um from a life frozen time, the final track on the album. Um, it's a three acts, um, very inspired by like Jesus of Suburbia, Bohemian stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the oh no no, this is from the first act, and it references a line of San Francisco piers and snow globe souvenirs. Why can't we call it home? But then in the second reprise of that, it says, "Telling all my friends, God damn guys, this is it. Oh how naive I was back then." And it's just mm-hmm. like that's the line that stung when i wrote it and even to this day in a much better place stings when i hear it <laughs> so yeah. i think that's probably one of the lines i think has like the most raw emotion in it all right sure Ouch. damn 
Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so what song on the album took longest to write, and which one is your personal favorite? Um, I think my personal favorite is absolutely a life frozen time. It's compositionally, I'm just really proud of it. And uh, I think it's a big song. It's seven and a half minutes. It's multiple acts. There's like, it's moving. There's all these key changes and it's just so alive. And I'm so proud of being able to have made something like that. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, like the first, song we released was uh, called fool for you as a single in the april of 2020 and it was so simple it was four chords staccato and it was simple and there's nothing wrong with that but i think for me i'm very proud to look at that as like i have learned so much about music and here is proof Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um i think the longest ones the hardest one to write was probably find me in your dreams because that one is so like city pop 80s japanese pop inspired and my roommate deanna and i um, kind of put that song together instrumentally it was arranged by our friend johnny and we kind of like got together a rough track to kind of write over and we're Mm -hmm. like yeah we're gonna write that this week it took nine months (laughs) oh (laughs) okay it's like we had the rough track we Mm -hmm. got a chorus done and then we just kept trying to write verses individually, me and yeah. Deanna. And then uh, there was one week shy of going to the studio and her and I just sat down. We're like, okay, we have to finish this now. Yeah. So we just sat down in our living room, kept like throwing ideas back to each other until we got something. Where we're like, I think this works. And then we got into the studio without a pre-course. And so that pre-course was also kind of made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of a mess lyrically from start to finish. It's just like, it's such a complicated piece. It's like, where does this vocal melody fall? Like how yeah. busy can it be? Wow. Okay. So do, do you like, is that, is that just kind of your process? Like down to the wire? Do you enjoy it being like that, no. like the stress of it. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no stress. No. Okay, all right. That, that was uh, that was very much so. Let's hope we figure it out. Oh wow! So you believed in that song then, at least somewhat. I, it's it's as the highest numbers of any song on the album. Everyone, mm-hmm. it's the fan favorite. So mm-hmm. we did something right, clearly. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't, I don't, I work well under stress, but I do not like that I work well under stress. Me too. <laughs> Let's put it that Me way. Me too. Yep. <laughs> uh, so how did the track list for this album come about? Did you write the opening to be the opener, closer to be the closer? Did you just kind of shuffle it, listen through a couple of times? How did that happen? Uh, it did change. I knew that A Life Frozen in Time was the final song on the album from the start. I was like, that, that's, it's seven and a half minutes. That's how the song ends. Mm-hmm. or the album is. that's how it has to be but the first nine tracks changed drastically i mean i kind of went a very traditional route of opening with the grand entrance of like find me in your dreams have some some upbeat bops let's get a little sentimental in the middle mm-hmm. and now let's come back out with a strong finish that was kind of like the initial track listing and then um on my youtube channel on alpharad we posted a visual album just like a 45 minute like like featurette of just uh following the entire album and Mm -hmm. as soon as i had the idea for that i was like i need 
the track listing to go in an order that can tell a story. Yeah. So whenever I reconstructed the track listing, it was like, what, how do I create a narrative out of this? Mm -hmm. So that's how the order kind of changed. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And I think you still did a good job of like making sure that the album itself like sonically flows very well. Cause you've got like, mm-hmm. it opens up with like, you know, like a pop banger almost in a sense. And then yeah. like goes into pop like bangers. a ballad. And then there's a song that like opens up with like a country train. And I was like, what in the fuck mm-hmm. is going on? Right now? <laughs> like it's not to yeah. be mean or anything, but I'm not a big country guy. So I audibly no. groaned when I heard like the country train going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Really? I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm from the South, but I will say, I'm not a huge country person myself. Then why the country train on the album? (laughs) How did that get there then? Here's the thing. It's just songs take a life of their own. Fair enough. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like it wasn't supposed to be a country song, but Mm -hmm. I like it. I like what we accidentally created with it. It started with just like the vocals and guitar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that in a demo that can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then i guess we added like i had this chant and then it kind of turned into like i was like all right this is kind of like a sad cowboy song and i'm i'm down with it when we put Mm -hmm. it that way and then when we got we were done with it and i was like i feel like it's missing something so then we got a fiddle on it and then i was like well we leaned into the genre super hard but it's yeah. just like just one thing after another is how mm-hmm. that one kept going. But it works within the context of the album. So that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. It's a little scattered. I think we've been working on album two behind closed doors and it's much more condensed, I think, much more musically mm-hmm. coherent. Okay. Are, that's fair. Can you say like what genre you're leaning into or is it too early to kind of hint at anything? Uh, it, I think it's too early to say, but I still will. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, right now it's going, it's a lot more closer to that kind of sound in silver lining, I think, mm-hmm. where it's a lot of this like kind of nineties garage band kind of, kind of sound. I think it's like still very much more inspired by like strokes than say like death cab, as I think this album is a little more comparable to, mm-hmm. Okay, but I, I, I love the strokes. So I, and I think I only got more into them over the past year. So I think whatever we're writing next kind of reflects that a little more. All right. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, so where was your headspace at while you're writing this album? Um, I, I think, I think this album frozen in time, it, it was just trying to deal with a lot of things. I mean, obviously the song, it, it kind of wears its own heart on its sleeve of like, it's about heartbreak. And I think, I was just trying to get over that. And for most of it, I think this was written when I was in a good place Hmm. of, and, but I was still like, I want to tap into what that felt like. Cause I think it was like important. It's like such a pool of emotion that I wanted to tap into somehow. And I think it's funny when to tell people I wrote this in a good place, but (laughs) it, it is kind of, that's why I think there's this album has such good resolve to it. It's just like, it's, it's life goes on, but those emotions still exist. No matter how far away you are from it, they still existed at one point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That makes sense. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast at a party, work out to it? What do you personally recommend? Uh, I think it's, I think like since it's so all over the place, as we have a 
high praise for a country playing song from Shane. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, I I think it's I think just listen to it on your own. I think it's one of those. I don't I think it dips and dives too much in like volume to be like, let's put this on a party and now everyone's depressed. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like no one's bopping Mitski on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. I know a couple people that might be bopping Mitski at a party though, I'm not gonna lie. And you know what? Oh, I'd God. love to party with those people. Oh God. <laughs> Um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Uh, my three words. Mm-hmm. I I guess I guess I'll say it as I as I mentioned it. Lyrically, life goes on. Oh, I think yeah, that's, that's it. That's a good one. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um. Yeah, I think just given the nature of it, it's it will open wounds for people or mm. but I, I think I mean it's probably would only open wounds for people who are actively dealing with something like this. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to see it as like a more relatable thing where people can like look back and be like, these are the words to how I felt. And I didn't yeah. know that I think that's what I always aim for. I, I like to try and articulate how I feel and hope other people can see that and be like. I know that feeling, whether it's now or in the past. Oh. Very good. good. Um, so what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album, if any? Um, I think you you can attest where it's kind of like a different artist per song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think Lights Off, the, the intro to it all was inspired by like Daft Punk, more specifically Definitely. random access memories. I heard that. Um, I was like, yeah. I didn't want to say because I'm like electronic music. Like I know that they're like they're very there big in the scene, artists. but like there's other electronic artists. But I the heard the combination of the electronic sound and then like that very like high strum guitar. Mm-hmm. It's just like the combination is very like random access memories. Definitely. And I think like Deep Space is like very inspired by like like Mitski or Emojin Heap, you know, mm-hmm. and then. Find Me In Your Dreams is inspired by a lot of J-pop artists, but more specifically Henri and her album Timely. Hmm. So it's like um, each song, kind of how I write is I will hear a sound or an artist and just think that's cool and be like, I want to make something like that. So every song sound, like sonically, I guess it's born through what am I listening to at the time? Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that would help you not get bored of your project then because you're constantly yeah. doing and trying new things then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I, again, I'm really thinking about it. It was like, I don't like country. So how did that song happen? <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm, I, yeah. I don't know. Like Shane, you really got me thinking. It's like, how did I put that together? <laughs> I was very I like worried. it too. Yeah, I was very worried that that wouldn't go over well because I can't see your facial expression. So I was like, uh-huh. I'm worried that he's gonna get very upset or something. But I'm going oh, to say yeah. it anyway. Just leave. And now it's I have like a, we've got a you. funny. T- <laughs> now you're now you're thinking a, about it. <laughs> yeah. I have a funny story to tell you. Um, okay, okay. we so my personal trainer, he's a weird guy, lovely guy. He's a <laughs> okay. weird dude. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I have two roommates, Joe and Deanna, and, uh, I had to pick Deanna up from the airport. So we missed our personal training session and we came back and our trainer was with Joe. And this was, I gave him a copy of the album early. He's been very interested. 
And I walk in and he was like, oh, I listened to your album. And I'm like, oh, what'd you think of it? And he goes, I like two of the songs on it. Two? And I I thought he was like kind of, you know, saying it in jest. So I kind of like poke my elbow at him and I'm like, "Uh, just two. And he goes, well, yeah, you'd want me to be honest, wouldn't you? Holy (laughs) shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I was humbled from the beginning. You saying you didn't like one of them is like seven more than he said. (laughs) Oh yeah. shit. Oh my that's, god. That, that's crazy. No, no, no. And then he was oh, like, oh, better. and then there was this one song that you and Deanna went back and forth on. And I'm like, oh, so you like three. And he goes, Well, I wouldn't take it that far. <gasps> <laughs> I'm like deadpan this entire yeah, time. Yeah, he's very no! honest with it. And I... So there's nothing you can say to me. If you liked three or more of the songs, you are far past the criticism i'm used to oh my God. i can't be- like typically when like people send you music you're like you're just automatically nice about it even if you yeah. think it's the worst thing i respect you've ever it heard. no i respect I- it. i can't believe that he said that to you straight to your face i think yeah. you there's a difference you know like you can say these were my two favorite and mm-hmm. that's the same thing in a much more positive light but no yes. he disliked eight of them and liked two of them <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I, like, I don't think frankly, I could recover from that. I didn't that. like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to like backpedal, like, you know, sometimes Metallica puts out albums and I only like one or two songs. <laughs> oh, Metallica. From it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. No, man, it's yeah. okay. I get it. Not every, it's not for everybody, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just another Metallica album to him. <laughs> uh, I, did you... I think that's a compliment in and of itself, though. I guess maybe. Did you ever get the two songs that he liked? Yes. Did he list them? Which ones? Um, he liked Silver Lining and mm-hmm. Monophobia 2. And mm-hmm. his reasoning was because those have metaphors in them. Okay. That was it? So He and didn't if, even like it sonically or lyrically. It was just metaphors. Metaphors? I, I want to... Like, he's a big writer. He likes studying a lot of, like, lyricism oh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I think more songs than that have metaphors but yeah. that's not my place to say the album is called frozen in time that is not a literal saying exactly yeah <laughs> that's great yeah so yeah that's been echoing in my head ever since but i i think like at the core of it that is such a hilarious anecdote for the album mm-hmm. really is that should be a God. that should be a press quote like you should send that to a publicist <laughs> and be like my personal trainer says two songs were good the rest two, songs pretty good. <laughs> two, yeah. two and a half he did round up because he oh, liked go. parts of that other song perfect oh, yeah. i think perfect. that would really get like I don't know, pitchfork, <laughs> like really just ready to oh, review yeah. the album, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> then if they only like two, they're like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my God. All right. Uh, so, what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? <laughs> Making two of the songs on it. There you go. No, uh, I, I think, I think, uh, actually, my favorite part of it, I think. Maybe just the most memorable part uh, during a life frozen in time. You know, it's mm-hmm. a seven minute track. Uncharacteristically, we recorded the entire vocals and just like one solid smooth take. Oh, wow. And um, we, we did other takes, but we didn't end up using them because like that mm-hmm. first take just it was that that was it. That was all mm-hmm. we needed. And I remember very vividly just the intensity of the song um, kind of like tearing up 
towards the end. And then afterwards, when we just closed that takeout, I just went outside, took a breather and kind of like just let out a good cry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just really cool to me to think that like, I don't know, music's powerful. Music's cool. And it, yeah. and my own music can make me feel that way. And it's, and I get messages from other people say how it affected them. And I just think, I just think art's cool. And I think that's my memory of like when my art, my own art impacted me after writing it. And I thought that was cool. I love yeah. that. That's oh, very cool. God. Hmm. All right. Uh, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh. <sighs> I'm not a big snack person. I'm I'm a big meal person. Okay. But okay. back against the wall, I I just get like a bottle of water, specifically one with like the little little sipper at the end. Oh you know yeah, I, mean? the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The I don't care what the brand is. It does, and I yeah. if I'm on the road, I have to make sure I have one of those. Right. Um, and then probably just like. If I if I'm hungry, I'm I want a meal. So I would always take the gamble on a gas station hot dog. Oh, oh. you're playing with fire there. Yeah, I'm playing with fire. If I'm staying safe and I do want a snack, it's it's white cheddar Cheez Its. Okay, that, yeah, that is my a preference. Good. But if I need move, if I need uh, energy, I will take the gamble on a gas station hot dog any day of the week. Dude, those have been like spinning on the little heater thing for like a million years. Look, I would. I'm never... a gambler at heart. And I will gladly take the opportunity. That's the most energy I think you could get from anything there. That's not like just caffeine. I, I'm sick. Look, I don't know if I want to continue this interview now. <laughs> like, dude, you oh. asked a question and I gave you an honest answer. This is a moment of vulnerability for me. <laughs> oh, God. I appreciate you sharing this with us, but Hold something back. <laughs> God. I liked two of the answers you gave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the project was a dish, what dish would the project be? Ah, that's a very abstract question. Gas station yes. hot dog. Gas station <laughs> hot dog. It's a gamble. <laughs> um, it's a dish. I don't know. I think... I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I think it's spaghetti. Hear me okay. out. Hear mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. out. I think we tackle such a broad range of genres and no matter what the restaurant is, somehow spaghetti's always there. And I think there's just a little bit for everyone on this one. No one dislikes spaghetti. And I think there, I think I could have just said like fries. That's more applicable. <laughs> I'm going to go with fries. Fries, yeah. Or chicken yeah. nuggets. They always make their way onto the menu. You're right. Somehow. This album is the chicken nuggets of music. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right. I love that. Um, so where do you see your project in the next five years? Five years is hard. Yeah. I, I can barely see next week. Uh, we Because I juggle a lot of things. We haven't really talked about it much, but just the whole publicity for this kind of stemmed from the alpha red YouTube channel I have, which has like 2.6 million subs. And it was kind of like, that was the foundation. I spent my years grinding that. And now I get to do something I'm passionate in or a little more, I should say. And uh, that, and that, so it's like, I'm still juggling a lot right now. And it's kind of hard to say with so many other projects popping up. Uh, I just like to not be busy mm -hmm. and I have, plans to do music for a while and i think 
in five years, ideally, I will probably still be doing the the same thing of juggling Alpharad, Ace of Hearts, and then maybe another project that's going to come up between Ooh. now and then. Oh, yeah, wow. I know. Um, I've learned how to alleviate a lot of the admin busy work to other people, and I just like doing the creative. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. <laughs> okay, but you and your um, personal trainer are going to start a music project where you oh. only like two out of every ten songs you release. That we just released. And then the greatest hits is just 10 tracks and five albums. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Six. We're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with the drink? <sighs> like... I don't know. If I'm on death row, I would just try and expedite it. I don't need a last meal. <laughs> just just tell me when it's time and I'm there. Oh my God. I'll take so you're water. Gonna skip it? Is that what you want? Yeah, I'll skip the meal. What does it matter? Okay. Oh my so just God. Water. Okay. Out just of the water. out of the little the the one with yeah. the tip on it so that you can so it t- it's different. You. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Hear me out. I will oh, okay. take the gas station hot dog now. No. Because then the gamble will never matter. <laughs> That's true. You don't have to pay the price later. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? That is the one time to have a gas station hot dog. There you go. There yeah, you I'll go. take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? I, 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 the world of Pokemon. I figured. It's pretty on brand. It's, it's yeah. on brand, but it's also just like what in like I think the story of Pokemon is presented in such a lighthearted nature, where in reality, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's just creatures with superpowers, and you can't really tame them. And so I, if you asked me to live there permanently, I would probably say no, but you gave me a week, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's just enough time to dip my toes in and watch someone maybe die in front of me. Perfect. Love it. Perfect. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every mm-hmm. single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite color? Blue. You have a specific shade of blue? A royal blue. It's, it's like I like two shades. I like royal blue. I like ice blue. Mm-hmm. And I'm big into like color theory and everything. So this is actually this is a perfect thing for me to pivot and ramble on. Oh, go ahead. Because like with all the albums that we do, I really want to like with all the this kind of started because i would use the heart emoji a lot for the branding of ace of hearts mm-hmm. and and there are like six colors so i thought that was it's all just creating the colors of the rainbow so that kind of inspired me with each album that we make i kind of want it themed around a certain color mm-hmm. and i just want to create that rainbow so ideally i want to make six albums and i want to call it good there i, I like having an end goal in mind but yeah so frozen in time was blue and that's my favorite color Okay. Oh, that's cool. Outside of a band called Water Parks, you're the only project that I've like heard that like has an end goal and like mm-hmm. you're basing it around something. Like Water Parks, they have an album the for every alphabet. letter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe oh, they'll make 26 cool. albums. I don't know. And then you're going to make six based off I wanna, of the colors. So that that's super I wanna cool. I want to make six albums. And then it's like, depending on how I feel, I want to make a monochrome seventh. That one is like a, <gasps> we'll see when I get there. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That'd be sick. I like yeah. that. So I, that's my end goal for this. Very cool. Right. My, my dream is to retire from this world of the spotlight one day. Mm-hmm. And so I have to have an exit plan in mind from the start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got a point. Yeah. All right. Uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? 
Um, uh, really just the album we've been talking about of Frozen Time. It's my little music project, Ace of Hearts. I am on social media under Ace of Hearts. And also I have my whole other project of Alpha Red, which is also just Alpha Red on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on anything. And those are the two things where you can really find me. And that's about it. All right. Perfect. Well, well thank you for now. That's been Ace of Hearts. And we have been the Good Noise Podcast.